Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. JVC Sriram, our Jankibad uh, pollster who has got many of his predictions right, is here with us to share his predictions for the upcoming state <laughs> assembly election results. And we waited for a, tw a 24 hours period to let the dust settle down a little bit recalibrate and kind of recheck and double check our numbers we are reasonably confident that this is what it's going to be however uh, you know you elections are always going to be there'll be always a surprise here or there but be that as it may even if we can get many of it correct we can say that uh sriram and uh pradeep bhandari have done a fantastic job so let us welcome jvc sriram sriram namaskaram and welcome to p guru's channel namaskaram sir it is a pleasure always to be on P Guru's channel. Uh, pleasure is also ours, uh, JVC. And uh, here today, we're going to start with your permission, sir, from Goa. We're trying to take the same kind of route that we did the last time around. So let's start yes. with Goa with your permission. Here you go. Yeah. So go ahead, sir. Take uh, the slide. So uh, I would like to mention here that Janki Bath had done a it's uh, you know exit poll. It had done its opinion poll and then it did its exit poll. So I'm going to base my numbers with the Janki Bath numbers, but I would also be quoting other uh, exit poll uh, data uh, to support or validate or complement whatever it is. So yeah. Goa, if you look at it, I think what Pradeep is uh, projecting is a very close uh, race, but he's also projecting a two percent advantage for BJP over the uh, Congress, because he's saying 31 to 33, he's saying 29 to 31. And uh, what my reading is, you need to also look at INC plus, it's not INC alone, it's Congress plus its allies. So we all know about the political uh, environment in Goa. The political environment in Goa is such that being a small state, there are candidates who because of their individual you know popularity or their kind of influence they tend to win elections in fact a large number of independents can also win and some of them are basically migrators you know like the birds migrate these political leaders migrate so my feeling in Goa is whatever happens, unless otherwise Congress on its own is able to produce a stellar performance of 22-23, the end game would be that of BJP. We are going to see already they're in talks with MGP. So if they're short, like say if they're 14 or 15, MGP is going to chip in for sure. And you will also have others one to three. And you'll also have the Congress ally himself would probably come. So the action in Goa is not from 8 a.m. The action in Goa is from 3 p.m. Okay. Let me put it across very candidly. And also Congress, what it has done is it knew pretty well that it lost an opportunity last time. Fundamentally because they had Digvijay Singh who was, you know, probably having his own fun and recreation in Goa because Goa means fun, Goa means recreation, Goa means party. And Digvijay Singh is also known for such things. So this time they've put a gigantic guy called Palaniya P. Chidambaram to the task. And uh, so he is, I think he has, he has uh, completed all his fun rounds and going around. We saw him on a church yesterday and today. 
That's what was the tweets going on. So I am pretty confident that Goa, irrespective of what happens as far as the results are concerned, the government would be formed by BJP. There is absolutely no doubt about that. I think there is the same sentiment which is being shared by Janki Bhat Pradeep Bandari also. And I think Pradeep Gupta of uh, India Today Access would also be of the same view. Now, question for you, uh, Sriram. Um, how do you explain the stunning growth of AAP, AAP in Goa? I'm not sure whether I've discussed about that particular element in your channel or not. No, no, no. So, AAP is going to is trying to build a caste-based coalition politics in Goa. The Bandari Samaj have got close to around 35% and population I'm talking about. And they are a very big number. Okay, conservatively, you might even say 28 to 30% because all these caste leaders, they, you know, exaggerate their numbers for the sake of benefits. So what technically AAP is trying to do is to say that a Bandari leader, a Bandari Samaj leader had never ever occupied the chief minister's chair for a sizable period of time. So they brought Lakshmi Kant, who is basically a Bandari leader, and they're trying to play a caste-based coalition politics of attracting Bandari leaders plus Catholic Christians. Now, unfortunately in Goa, there has been no space for caste-based politics. That is the reason why you would find even BJP forming government many attempts, not just once, many attempts. And there are times where if Catholic six, six Catholics are given ticket by BJP, all the six of them will win. If seven are given, all the seven of them will win. So much for being told as if it is a party which does not like minorities, but minorities actually veer towards them. So AAP is building a coalition. It may not win this time. It may not get a sizable number of seats this time. But mark my words, they are there to stay and they would like to create a vote bank and a caste coalition politics in Goa. Before we go to the next state, um, can you guess how the chances of my good friend Savio Rodriguez uh, contesting on uh, BJP ticket from Wellem are? Uh, to be honest, I think it is one of the toughest seats. I see. Wellem is one of the toughest seats. I think he also acknowledges the same. He also expressed the same right in the beginning itself. Yes, I've got a seat in Willem, which is one of the toughest for BJP. He has given his best shot. We have to wait and see. I do not personally, I don't see a great chance for Savio to uh, win. But my wishes are there. 100% my wishes are there and I will probably pray for his victory. But uh, I want to be uh, extremely uh, you know, candid today and do not want to hide anything. So as a result of which I'm saying his chances are pretty less. And and do they have a legislative council in Goa? No, they don't have. They don't have. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to kind of finish that line of thinking. Yeah, Let's yeah. go to Manipur. I'm sorry, okay. not Manipur. Punjab. 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 Okay. Punjab. Okay. Again, you have taken me ahead, to a, you have taken me to a, a state which is going to probably throw surprises. Yeah. Some of them were asking me uh, because Punjab, Jankibat has got it right in the sense, say, direction. They are very clear in the direction. The direction is AAP is forming the government. Uh, your India Today, my axis has got it right, the direction. You got uh, today's Chanakya, 
getting it right. Today's Chanakya going all the way to 100. Mm. 100 out of 117 seats. So somebody asked me, do you think the pollsters would have got it wrong in Punjab and got it right in UP? I said, if they are wrong, they should be wrong everywhere. If you are going to accept what Pradeep Bandari or Pradeep Gupta or Yashwan Deshmukh is going to tell in Uttar Pradesh, you better accept the reality of what you are going to see as far as Punjab is concerned. Personally, if you ask me, did you expect this result? No, I did not. I didn't. I was expecting an Ang Assembly in Punjab. That's why I said I'm going to be candid on everything. Now, Punjab, it's a pretty crazy state. You can expect the unexpected. But from November onwards, Pradeep has been telling me that uh, AAP is moving towards single largest party. From there, he said it's going to be majority. From there, he said it's going to be a stunning victory. And what is coming out is a stunning victory. If these numbers hold true, because why I'm, I'm, why I'm not uh, trying to discount these exit poll numbers, if, if it is only Janki Bad, I would have probably discounted. If it was only Seawater, I would have discounted. If it was only uh, Pradeep Gupta of Axis, I would have discounted. But you can't have four or five big guys coming and saying that I've got the direct. Because in any poll, as you must be aware, Mr. Ayer, because you know pretty well about the cephology, Getting the direction is possible. Getting the vote share is possible. Converting vote share into seat share is a nightmare. For any suffologist, it's a nightmare. Okay. Now, that might happen. But direction, all of them, all these are big guys. Getting it wrong is next to impossible. So, I see Punjab would have an AAP elected government. Probably Bhagavan Man is going to be the chief minister. So, we're going to see AAP grow out of Delhi for the first time. Uh, I'm surprised, like anybody else. But at the same time, this is the reality. There were people who were projecting 20 seats for BJP+. Plus, and I was not. You know, I was never bullish on BJP because you know I knew pretty well that even if they touch double digit, it's going to be miraculous. They're touching 3 to 7. Uh, that's fair enough. Uh, Akali Dal, 12 to 19. I don't think so. I am expecting them to perform a little better. 18 to 31 for Congress. I was expecting around 35 is the number which I had in my mind as far as the Congress is concerned. I think if there is to be a book written on how to uh, how to self-destruct yourself and your organization, Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi would be the best authors. They would become best-selling authors. Because here is a state which the mandate was, you know, resounding mandate was given. 77 seats were won in 2017. You had a chief minister who probably had the popularity, but for no reason to satisfy Naujot Singh Siddhu, you sacrificed Amrinder Singh. And you knew pretty well that Naujot Singh Siddhu is not popular once he became the president of the party. Then you tried to get into a Dalit empowerment and you gave a Dalit, you know, but he's actually a Christian, uh, you know, the chief minister. And as a result of which you alienated Jat and other Sikhs and Hindus also. And AAP was waiting for a moment of this kind. And they got it. And what, I don't know, there is still the anger against Akali Dal is still there? Or are they tired of Badals and Channis and Amrinder Singhs as a result of which they want to give it a shot to a new guy, a new party? Only March 10th would only answer those questions. Okay, but losing Punjab is going to be a big blow for the credibility of uh, Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi. 
It is their choices that they have made. And in politics, the choice in life itself, life is a result of the choices that you make. And if you're going to make these kind of choices, then you will have to face the consequences. Because consequences are not in your hand. Because they have now become, they are not choice makers. They become consequence receivers. And consequence would be that, you know, you are going to lose a state where it has been a kind of, a, you know, a fortress for Congress. And losing such a state is not a very ideal thing for Congress and the Parivar. And, I'm, and I know pretty well that rebellion will start, the G20 or G21. I do not know how many people are still there in that group. F F21, families. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they would certainly come out. The knives would be out. I hope there is a threadbare discussion in the Congress Working Committee after such a debacle. And they don't brush it under the carpet. Because the whole campaign was a, kind of a flawed campaign. Chani goes and shout saying that I will throw out people from Bihar, UP and Delhi and Priyanka Gandhi oh, laughs and applauds, does all crazy weird things and the next day she goes to UP and seeks vote. Now, what kind of politics are you playing? It looks like you are you're, you're LK kindergarten students in politics. What is the kind of narrative you are setting? It looks like, you know, you're given a party, a grand old party to two children who do not know how to play politics. Tamil is Okay, you're given a parlet in the hands of monkey. I'm sorry to use these words, but this, this is what it is. You know, because, you know, you do not want, you do not want uh, a, a border state to be ruled by AAP. And they've pushed it to that. And it is going to be an interesting thing because you're going to see Arvind Kejriwal will not have as much power as that of the Punjab chief minister. Punjab chief minister will have the police department under him, the infrastructure under him, which Arvind Kejriwal does not have today. So how is he going to come to terms with it? So what's going to happen? And, and these are big questions for Arvind Kejriwal and AAP. The moment of reckoning has come. And this could have a gigantic uh, impact on Indian polity. Because they would try to project that AAP is going to be the alternative to BJP. And I think the days are not far when they would like to set up a narrative of that kind. I know pretty well in the next five years or seven years or ten years also, AAP will not be in a position to fight against the BJP the way probably the Congress had fought. But it will certainly come because you see they are coming to Goa. This victory is going to give them the momentum. They will probably go to Gujarat. They would shake claim for the Muslim votes in Gujarat, which are many. They probably would look at Ariana as an option. They probably might, because they're entering all the small states. They've already entered into uh, Uttarakhand, but with less results, which you're going to see. Probably Himachal Pradesh, they would like to enter. So, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's basically Congress has uh, ruined itself and given a space for an opposition party. Because I don't think, to my knowledge, after 1989, any regional party had ruled in two states. Okay. But Sriram, how did you say that? Because you know, there was a time where there used to be Janata Dal. And Janata Dal had Mulayam Singh Yadav, Lalu Prasad Yadav. They had Chiman Bhai Patel. They had uh, uh, Biju Patnaik. They had Ramakrishna Day, All of them. So it was a national party, but coalition of regional leaders. But they were ruling. But after 1989-90, we haven't seen any party other than BJP or Congress to rule in two states. And that situation has now come because of the incompetence of the leadership of Rahul Gandhi. What more can I say?
Uh, question for you, JVC. Uh, can you put up the slide, please? Go, uh, Punjab slide, please. Yes. So I have a Shole question for you. Aisa konsa chakki ka khana khate hai log ki aap is able to leapfrog BJP, which has had a longer footprint in Punjab? No, I don't think so. Because uh, Punjab, even today, if you look at, uh, you know, the various uh, agencies doing the popularity of CM and PM, you would notice that PM Narendra Modi is least popular where it is in Punjab. After that would come Andhra, after that would come Kerala, you after mean, that would come Tamil Nadu. I thought Tamil yeah. Nadu was number one for Modi. No, 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 no. Ormax, Ormax uh, data, I'm talking with Ormax data, that mm. the, the kind of, uh, because I think ever since Modi has come to power, there has been a lot of Khalistani propaganda which has been happening, which has turned into a Punjabi pride. And the kind of nationalism which we used to see in Punjab is no more existing there. Okay. So, uh, I don't think uh, Punjab is still fertile for... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a member of several groups, WhatsApp and Twitter groups, where there are people who say, no, 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 Punjab, BJP will do this, BJP will do that. I will passively watch it because I know you should know your strength. Your strength is very less in Punjab. And if they win, if the alliance is going to win even 10 seats or 7 seats as what Pradeep is mentioning, that itself would be a miracle. Would be a miracle. So what is the caste coalition that AAP has stitched together in Punjab? See, I think it has been a kind of a rainbow coalition where they've gone beyond caste. Because if you're going to win this kind of numbers, I don't think, I think everybody has voted for them. It was saying that, you know, Hindus will vote for Amrinder and BJP. I don't think it is happening. Jat Six might vote for Akali Dal. That's not happening. I think it's, it's, it's if these numbers hold true, I would say that AAP has received votes from every corner of Punjab and every caste, community, group or religion in Punjab. You cannot have a landslide victory of this kind by just concentrating on Jat Sikh or Dalit or Hindu votes, that kind of stuff. It has to be a pan-Punjab uh, presence. Hmm. Interesting. Next take, please. Manipur, uh, take it away, Jasriram. Uh, Manipur, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll, no, I'll not even go with Jankibad numbers. I'll go with, uh, you know, India Today Access numbers. I'll go with other numbers. Today's Chanakya. They're all giving a majority for BJP on its own. Okay, here also it's there because even if they get 23 seats, the NPF would come into play. And uh, Janta Dal United will come into play. The independents will come into play. So as a result of which Manipur is a done. Because see, Manipur, they do not have a choice. Manipur has suffered in the hands of Congress for 70 years. Not even a good train has been able to enter there. Not even train has been able to enter there. There are no roads. There are no roads there. Now, the tallest bridge or the largest bridge is going to be uh, opened in the next two weeks. Economic blockade has severely affected. You know, petrol and diesel during the Congress regime before BJP came to power was sold at, you know, 300 and 350 rupees per liter. LPG gas cylinder was given at 2,500 rupees, 3,000 rupees per gas cylinder. Medicines were not available. Hospitals were not available. There was economic blockade. And there was a mafia which was running the entire show. And they were demanding... Like, you know, you can escape from income tax and other taxes, but you can't escape from mafias. 
who were sitting in Hong Kong, who were sitting in Singapore. And Manipur had been subjected to tremendous amount of misgovernance, corruption, nepotism, and more importantly, grabbing. So all this, I'm not saying that once BJP came to power, it all had come to a halt, but development is being seen. For the first time, you see train coming there. For the first time, you're seeing roads are being built at a faster pace. And, and people, are, people, are, people are seeing a different lifestyle now. And Manipur apples are becoming famous. And we have not heard of Manipur apples. We heard only of Kashmir apples. And Mr. Narendra Modi had invested a lot of energy and time on this particular state. You have a, you have a proper minister of state for not, minister of not minister of state union minister for northeastern uh, region okay so everything had been done by the bjp government there is a reward for if manipur does not reward bjp with the kind of uh, you know numbers which they want to give it will be ingrateful ungrateful sorry because you should know the kind of celebrations which people had when they got bjp ticket it was like you know uh, uh, it was like winning a korbanaya krorpati that was the kind of celebration. They, they actually thought they won. And the demand for seats were very, very high. And you'll also find a lot of independents winning here basically because there will be rebel candidates. And some of the rebel candidates have been, have been accommodated by Nagaland uh, party. Yeah, and they're also standing as because there was an unprecedented demand for BJP ticket. And they were upset. They were annoyed. They were, they were, they were crying. They were, they, were, they were going, mob kind of attack was also going on because for every seat, you had five to six contestants. And I'm, I've spoken to people from Manipur. I'm not talking sitting in the corridors. Okay. I've not been able to go in this period, but you know, I've, I've spoken to people in Manipur and I know the kind of development which people have seen. Okay. So as a result of which Manipur is a done deal uh, with the coalition, they will cross 40 on their own. It will be a BJP government in Manipur. Now, question for you, Sridham, on Manipur. I heard somewhere or I read somewhere that for the first time in 70 plus years, Manipur real estate is actually having a value, meaning like you can sell your property yeah. like yeah. a real estate, like you used to, you do. Yeah. You don't even think about this in the rest of India, but in no. Manipur, that, that itself was a challenge. 100% yes, because I have a friend of mine, you know, uh, a client of mine, I should say, in Kenya, whose father-in-law was in Nagaland. And actually, he was a big politician in Nagaland. And he would tell me, Sriram, I bought a property in Nagaland several years ago. And it came to me at a rock bottom price because there was nobody to buy. And today, I'm making a big deal out of it. And I'm making a lot of money. And he said, Manipur also same as the case. So the entire northeastern states have got value today. And that value is something which is very, very critical and important. And that we are seeing for the first time. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, that's what I said. You know, I didn't mince any words. I said... If Manipur does not elect BJP and give them a majority, then I would say they're ungrateful. And I'm sure Manipur people are extremely grateful and they're going to reward uh, BJP and the coalition partners for the performance that they have uh, delivered over a period of five years. All right. And let's take a look now at the next state. Go ahead and put up the next state, please. Uttarakhand. Okay. Okay, uh, Congress has no business to lose this state, Mr. Raider. Hmm. They have no business to lose. Now, if this is the number which is being given by uh, Janki Bath, the numbers are slightly better at India Today and Chanakya. India Today access is giving for 36 to 44. And I think, you know, Chanakya is going up to 46. Now, this is a state which Congress would have swept. 
When I say swept, at least they should have got 36. Because that's the maximum they've got till now. Because if in Manipur, I talked about development, in Uttarakhand, they were not able to settle with the chief minister for four years. They changed. The first chief minister, Trivendra Singh Rawat, was not, you know, most people asked them not to come for campaign. He was such an unpopular figure. The second CM candidate, I don't even remember his name. They didn't even give him the seat, assembly seat, because they realized that he's another disaster. And they had to bring uh, Pushkar Dami from, you know, from out of the rabbit. They, they pulled him off. And there was this uh, temple issue. I think you have covered temple issue of Uttarakhand more oh, than yes, anybody oh, else. Yeah. So there were temple issues. Okay. The delivery of Narendra Modi's schemes were a big question mark in Uttarakhand. Now, the most popular leader in Uttarakhand was Arish Rawat. Till October, November, poll after poll showed that Arish Rawat is getting big. Now, as a result of which, now, I don't know how on earth Congress is losing it. Because uh, Arish Rawat also mentioned on December, my hands are tied, my legs are tied and I'm being thrown into a pool and where there are crocodiles and I don't know how to swim, I don't know how to navigate. This is what is being done by my leaders and Kedarnath Ji only have to show the way. All those things he said. They couldn't project him as a leader. Now, because I'm saying, you know, I, I have been I have been maintaining it for a long time. Yes, Uttarakhand BJP may win. But BJP is not winning because of a resounding performance and delivery, which was uh, delivered by BJP. No. It was, everything was wrong. Everything went horribly wrong. Like how everything went horribly wrong in Punjab for Congress. Everything went wrong. Yeah, he was focusing on Punjab. He was doing Kata Panjayat between these two guys. And it was, as, as, as Arshavardhan is commenting, was using Arish Rawat in Punjab, then focusing on Uttarakhand, effectively political suicide. That's what I'm saying. Because if I were a Congress strategist, and if I'm sitting in that room, I would be I would be extremely harsh, not just for losing Punjab, but how the hell you're not winning Uttarakhand? Because the state is doesn't return the ruling party. The ruling party has done blunders. As a, and then what happens, you know, because see, this is where the Modi Shah duo are extremely smart and shrewd. You got to give them. If they can flip a losing state and bring around and turn around and make it victorious, then you need to you need to appreciate the political acumen, Mr. Ayer. Yes. Because yes. they realized, okay, fine. I, 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 first choice was a failure. Second choice was a failure. Delivery is a problem. They brought about, they, they pumped in Jaljeevan because Jaljeevan has been a big hit in Uttarakhand and an English state. Water is extremely important and they knew pretty well. And as a result of which, uh, and Pushkar Dami was pushed and he was coming with an agenda. He looks young. He's also young and he's driving. And they, they changed the MLAs out of 57 MLAs. They changed 23 people were denied tickets and one person was given another ticket. So effectively 24 places, you know, almost half. You've not you've not been uh, given the same uh, person the ticket, as you know, and, and the, the Devastanam issue was resolved. So and he went to Kedarnath. He made a big spectacle of it. The Adi Shankara statue was open because the Brahmin votes were required. They they went behind the Thakur vote. They brought I think uh, uh, Ayogi Adityanath to Uttarakhand to ensure that the Thakur votes come this side. They knew pretty well that Dalit votes were going our way. And as a result of which, you see BSP now coming back. And they need to address. They need to win back Dalits in Uttarakhand. Because Dalits are a good number. Okay. And they brought Amrinder Singh to who the minorities in Udham Singh Nagar. So they did everything. Uh, from the jaws of defeat, 
it was like you know a 17 for 5 kapil dev enters into the world cup match against zimbabwe when pushkar dami entered the last 6 months it was 17 for 5 or it was you know uh, vishwanath some of the brilliant innings vishwanath used to play when he used to say 9 for 3 12 for 4 and then he would he would rescue the side and that was the kind of rescue which i think narendra modi has single handedly done Full, if Uttarakhand, I, I think Uttarakhand will go the BJP's way. It will go the Saffron way, even if they don't get 36. I think the full credit should go to Mr. Narendra Modi. All right. Uh, I have a rapid round questions, two questions only. And mm. I'm just going to ask you to humor me for a minute. Assume mm. that there are two factions in the current power structure of Congress. I'm not talking about the G21 or G23, whatever. That I don't think has enough right now in say in things. Mm. Assume that there are two factions, the Rahul faction and the Priyanka faction. Assume. I'm going to tell you a name and you don't have to be right on this, but you can just say what your guess is. And you can tell me which faction this person belongs to. Now, Jyot Singh Sidhu. I think he is a Priyanka Gandhi's faction. Harish Rawat. Harish Rawat is still a Sonia Gandhi's man. Um, what's the other guy? Uh, what was Captain Amrinder before uh, he quit? Sonia Gandhi. Sonia Gandhi. His loyalty was to Sonia Gandhi. So why could she not save him? See, that's what I said. No, it is becoming a warfare between uh, the this generation and uh, uh, Sonia Gandhi. Because Sonia Gandhi has lost a lot of her aids. Because her yes. years and eyes have gone. Agamad Patel yeah. is gone. Pranab Mukherjee is gone. Even if he was the president of the country, I think he would have some way communicated few things to uh, uh, Sonia Gandhi. So you don't have, you don't have that kind of, see, you need to understand right from Indira Gandhi's time, you had Makanlal Fotidar, you had R.K. Dhawan, you had H.K.L. Bhagat. They were the, the fence ringers or the kitchen cabinet. Even during Rajiv Gandhi's time, it was there. Sonia Gandhi's time also. You, now, whom do you have? You have a bunch of incompetent people who do not know anything about politics, like Venugopal. I don't know what he does. Randeep Surjewala, who has never won a single election and who will never ever win a single election. Who, who else is there? And Priyanka Gandhi is uh, done and dusted. When we go to UP, I'll tell you why she's done and dusted. Absolutely. And let's go to UP now. We have about half an hour into the program. Let's go to UP without any delay. Sriramji, take it away. My good friend is giving 260. 222 to 260. He's being conservative here. Let me put across why he's conservative. He's giving 135 to 165 to SP. Again, I would say on the little on the higher side. BSP 4 to 9 with 13 to 16%. I'm a little surprised. He's got the vote share right here. I'm sure it will be between 14 and 16%. But seat share will be a little higher than the 4 to 9. Uh, he's spot on as far as Congress is concerned. I don't think it is going to be 4 to 6 percent. It is going to be 3 to 4 percent. And it could be one seat which Congress is going to win, which is Rampur Kas. I think uh, there was a lady who was contesting from there. Uh, and then others. So here comes uh, the uh, my prediction. Okay, personally. My personal prediction is the lowest number I see for BJP plus is 275 plus. And if everything goes right, it can go all the way to 357. Pradeep Gupta of uh, India Today Access gives his numbers from 288 
and all the way he goes to 326 and he says, and in yesterday live with Rajdeep Sardesai and uh, Rahul Kanwal, he said, if the results turn out to be 270, take it from me, I've lost this prediction. But if the results turn out to be 336, which it can, he says, I will still hold and I will say I won. Now, why do I say 357? There are several reasons for it. Because it is possible, very difficult. That's the uppermost limit. If you consider that all the parties are standing separately, we are going to go back to 2014. When we go back to 2014, if you, if you uh, collate the parliamentary seats into assembly seats, somewhere around 335 plus would come for Bharati Janata Party. And added to that is the NDA. Now, I think a similar situation is coming. And added to that, I'm hearing that women are solidly behind uh, Narendra Modi. The reason for it? Yes, there are reasons for it. Because, you know, in 2019, we saw it, the LPG gas cylinder, the UK, you had this toilets being constructed in 2021. PM Avas Yojana is a big hit in Uttar Pradesh. See, the delivery has been amazing. Okay, I, I'm telling where it is amazing, I'm saying it is amazing. Where it is bad, I'm saying it is where it is bad. You had you had a situation where the rations, rations have been amazing, awesome. And the women have loved it. The women love law and law and order. Because I don't think, the, 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 it is the women who get affected when there is an issue of law and order. And law and order has been set right by uh, Yogiji. Amazingly done. Okay. Electrification, superb. Development in terms of roads and highways, superb. Uh, the uh, 100, uh, you know, 100 day employment scheme done and delivered. Mandrega. Yeah, Mandrega. So, a lot of things, and, and you know, he has progressed very well. Delivery, you know, for the first, it's not that welfare is not there, you know, in, in previous Congress government. But the difference between welfare in Congress governments and welfare in Modi's government is the welfare did not reach the masses. Rajiv Gandhi famously said, if I spend one rupee, only 15 paisa goes and reaches the beneficiary. No, because of direct benefit transfer. If you take the case of 6,000 rupees Kisan Andolan, it goes and hits the bank account and it maximum Uttar Pradesh. So, Sridham, do you mean to say that Yogi has done such an amazing job that uh, he can win this? Yes. But at the same time, a lot of job has to be... See, because see, what has happened is, what people are, you, you, are saying is, hey, we have, we have given Mulayam chances. Not once, many a times we have given him chances. We have given his son also chances. We have given four times chance to Mayavati. And what have they done? They have done nothing. Or com compared to what they had done, Yogi has done something okay. So, one more Moka Dehra Padega. When that becomes, it's not that they're 100% happy. I'll come to where they're not happy. Now, Jal Jeevan, one of the worst states in implementing Jal Jeevan is Uttar Pradesh. Number and two, as the economy turned around, pardon? Why is that? It's a large state, very large state. I think, you know, they've not focused in a big way. The, you see, because I, I keep always telling, if the elections happened in 2020, during the COVID, at the peak, in 2020, Yogi would have come back with 375 seats. 
If elections had happened in 2021 during second wave in the month of April, May, Yogi himself would have lost the election. BJP would have plummeted to 150 levels. Samajwadi party would have formed the government with 220 seats. Take it in writing. But the way he managed once he came back from COVID was stupendous. He turned it around. And because at one point of time, UP and Tamil Nadu were having the same number of COVID cases, 35,000. And within weeks, he brought the 35,000 to less than 100. When Tamil Nadu was still hovering around 7,500. I'm just giving an example. Okay. Now, you know, development is not just roads. Development is not just electricity. Development is economic development. Now, economic development is a, there is a long route. There is a long way to go for Yogi. Because he needs to bring in a lot of companies. He needs to bring in private enterprises. Sridham has he already brought, he has already brought. But, but what UP needs is, UP needs to be a challenger for Maharashtra and Gujarat and Tamil Nadu. Now, because such a big vast state. And Modi has a personal interest. I would, I would go on to say that for Modi is Janma Bhumi is Maha, uh, Gujarat. But Karma Bhumi is uh, Uttar Pradesh. He has personally invested a lot in the state. As a result of which, in fact, he had to give the final push he had to give. And, and as a result of which, I would say the next five years of Yogi, the next un first hundred days of Yogi needs to be watched closely. He had had slips, but the predecessors of Yogi have been so bad that people have decided to give another mandate to Yogi. And Samajwadi party has been reduced to a caste party. It is now a Yadav Muslim party. That's all. The OBCs, the Dalits. Jatavs has also come to uh, BJP. BJP. Yeah. I think 25-30% would have come to BJP. Jatavs, they kept on saying, SP, RLD will win, SP, RLD will win. My foot. 47% of Jats have voted for BJP. 44% of Jats have only voted for SPRLD Alliance. What does it say? No to Gundaism. Because this is very clear. This is very clear. Now, I feel Pradeep has been a little conservative on his numbers. Uh, I would even go to the extent of saying 275 as my lowest base. 288 is Pradeep Gupta's lowest phase. And... Uh, uh, you know, probably uh, 326 or 336 is India Today, my access, IS1. And 357 is my IS1, which may not happen, you know, which may not happen. If it happens, it means that it is a strip. See, because, you know, I don't want others to also read that this victory is a victory where Yogi is now probably getting ready for PM post. No, because we, we, we Indians tend to do all these things. Now, there is a long way to go. Gujarat was shown as the model it was shown as a development model in a state which had drought. Now, agriculture flourished. Electrification happened. Projects came. Vibrant Gujarat happened. You had companies coming and manufacturing there. Jobs were created, although it is an entrepreneurial land. Because in Gujarat, every employee is also an entrepreneur. He will do some side business. It is a known fact to everybody. Every Gujarati is like that only wherever you go across the world. Gujarat kind of development, it took Modi almost 10 to 12 years, 10 years for him to show. The next five years would determine 
And I, I don't think anybody can have a diversion saying that, okay, fine, Yogi should be brought to center. He must be given. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm sorry, you don't ask me this question, but I'm, 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 a, I'm uh, trespassing and giving my comments because these must be in the minds of people. They must be told, boss, deliver development, growth, and economy to the people of UP. Joblessness should not be because we are still hearing. Because I don't know, because my data doesn't show me unemployment is a big problem in Uttar Pradesh. Not No data suggests to me, but everybody in the media talks about it. So as a result of which, if what media says is true, then he has to focus on job. If what media says is false, then this, this lie should be busted. And who should bust this? It should be Yogi who should bust this. Okay. And he has a good set of leaders. He has brought in, you know, from Congress also, two guys have come. R.P. and Singh has come. Jitin has come. Jitin Prasada has come. He has a good team of people. Uh, I think, you know, it must be a teamwork. It cannot be me me alone doing everything because Yogi has proved himself to be a great administrator, but he has to take it to the different level, next level. So, Mr. Iyer, if you have not asked me one question, are you so sure of Yogi's victory that you are talking, giving this big lecture? <laughs> no, no, no. Here, uh, I'll tell you why. Um, I have not asked you this question. Uh, viewers, if you remember a month ago, uh, Shantanu Gupta, the author who wrote the monk who transformed Uttar Pradesh, I had an interview with him, I had a sit-down interview with him. And basically what Sridham today is observing are all the things that he listed out in that interview. If you go back and look at that, it was a 20-minute interview, but he said the single biggest achievement of Yogi was the fact that the women of Uttar Pradesh had to go into the fields and they had to wait till the evening if they had to do some calls of nature. It was that bad. So when Shaochale was made available to the uh, arm uh, army, that actually directly benefited the women. This, this is something that we don't think enough about. And I'm not so sure, and Sriram, correct me if I'm wrong, these uh, polls that we do, is, is that realistic in the sense, are the survey sample consisting of men and women in equal proportions? Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. See, uh, I know for sure that, you know, uh, particularly some of the big agencies like Axis and Upcon Extend Janki Bath would make sure that, you know, proper representation is given to the men, women, age group. Uh, then you have uh, Kurmis, Yadavs, Muslims, you know, Brahmins, Thakurs, Kastroys, they would go. And it would be a proper exercise which they will do. There's no doubt okay. about that. Now I'm going to step back one bit and I'm going to ask you some observations that happened during the previous set of state assembly elections. Let's take a look at West Bengal. In West Bengal, what we noticed was a total polarization of vote where the vote came only to two parties. So the way I read it is that the voter wanted to only give chance to the person who was best equipped to win and form a government. I'm just thinking loud here. Now, if that is the case, then you can say that, okay, that is why people who were, uh, you know, traditionally CPIM voters did not vote for CPIM candidates. People who are traditionally Congress voters did not vote for Congress candidate. Instead, they chose the most winnable party in the state. Now, if is, first of all, is this true? Then I can ask you the second question. See, Bengal was true up to an extent because Congress gave up, Rahul Gandhi himself gave up after the fifth phase, if I'm right. 
as a result of which it was a direct transfer. But there the incumbent was Mamta Banerjee, as a result of which she got the advantage. She had a, she had a gap with a BJP even during the 2019 Lok Sabha election, there was a gap and it added, when it got added, she went beyond 45, 46, I think 48 she went up to. So that's, you can't compare UP and uh, West Bengal, Mr. Ryan. No, why not? No, basically because what has happened is there the incumbent had 38, 39% of votes, right? Year two, the incumbent comes with around 40% of votes if I add the allies, 41% of votes. Now, the challenger here, SP, traditionally had only 26% of votes, right? Now, this 26% of votes has already, according to almost all the pollsters, they are gaining a 10% advantage, right? Now, and BJP is also gaining. Gaining compared to 2017, losing compared to 2019, okay? Now, there is an analysis which we did, and also it was supplemented by uh, India Today, that a 10% swing away from BJP and that 10% swing away from BJP should go and sit with SP. It should not go to uh, BSP, it should not go to Congress. If it happens, then only SP can win and BJP can lose. Now, nothing is suggested of that kind. And Jatav votes will not go to Samajwadi Party. Even SC votes will not go to Samajwadi Party. UP people vote based on caste even in 2022. As a result of which, what happened in Bengal can never happen in Uttar Pradesh because you cannot have, you can polarize Hindus and Muslims. You can polarize Yadavs. You can polarize non-Jatav. SC, uh, uh, sorry, Jatav SCs, but you can't, it's very difficult to polarize others. Because my, my, my point was very clear. I was saying that if 60% of Kurmis vote for BJP, if 40% of Jats vote for BJP, if 65% of Brahmins vote for BJP, if 70% of Thakurs vote for BJP, if 50% of uh, non-Jatav SCs vote for BJP, if uh, probably other OBCs around 60% of other OBCs vote for BJP. If uh, 8 to 10% of Yadavs vote for BJP, and if only Rajbar votes of 45% is going to SP, then BJP is winning a landslide. Now, give me a second. I will tell you what has been the percentage of votes which they have got. And then you would know what I am talking about. Muslim 8% voted for BJP. 83% voted for ASP, 3% for BSP, 3% for Congress, 3% for others. Yadav, 10%, I said 8%, 10%, I voted for BJP, 86% I voted for SP, SP Alliance. SC Jatav, 21% has voted for BJP, 14% have voted for SP, and 62% have voted for BSP, which means BSP vote share, her traditional vote share, she is holding it. Non-Jatav SC. 51% have voted for BJP. I said 50% should vote. 51% have voted. SP 27% has voted. BSP 15% have voted. JAT OBC. 47% have come to BJP. I said 40% is enough. 47% has come. 
and SP 44% as ordered for SP plus. Kurmi OBC, I said 60% required, 58% BJP, 29% SP. Other OBC, I said 55, 60% is required, 65% ordered for BJP, 22% ordered for SP. Brahmin, I said 65% is required, 70% ordered for BJP, 17% ordered for SP. I said 70% required for Rajput, required for BJP, 71% ordered for BJP and 15% ordered for BSP. Uh, I think I've answered your question. Yes, you have. And viewers, if there is any reason, if there's any doubt you have in your mind as to why you should not subscribe to P Guru's channel, I think those doubts are getting cleared today. A fantastic uh, look at what has been happening. And I, I really hope that you turn out 100% uh, right, uh, Sriram. This is not easy. But I have a few more questions if you have the time. Tell me yeah, if yeah. you have time for five more minutes. Yeah, five more minutes is okay. Yeah, five more. Uh, that's it. Five minutes. Now, I want to take this thing a little further. What do you think happened in Kerala? Because we saw the same kind of polarization in Kerala also, wherein, you know, you used to have for every group in one front, you had a corresponding group with the same caste, same religion signature on the other side. I'm talking about Christians, I'm talking about Muslims, I'm talking about Yerbas, I'm talking about Nayars, I'm talking about any, you look at any group in Kerala, right? You had two competing things. Yet, the Pinarayi government came up like, you know, they just blew the other side away in the state assembly elections, despite losing big in the Lok Sabha election. Can you help me explain, understand what happened? I there? think, I think Pinayarni Vijayan is number one. Delivery has been stupendous, as good as Yogi. You go to Kerala and talk to people, they may have a problem with his violence. They may have a problem with leftist mentality. There are RSS guys getting killed. But delivery. Delivery as far as welfare is concerned. I think Penyarni has done a terrific job. You got to accept even though he belongs to the communists. Your ideology is absolutely ideology is completely opposite, diametrically opposite. But yet, and I think he's a very smart politician. He's a very smart politician. He's not a, he, he doesn't belong to the you know, traditional E.K. Nayanar, V.S. Achudanandan kind of uh, CPM leader. He's a regional leader. He's on his own. CPM is not winning. It is Vijayan who's winning. As a result of which you cannot compare. And there was no, you know, and, and what happened as far as C, the 2019 Lok Sabha election, it was coming back on the back of the Sabarimala thing. And BJP had done everything proper, but Congress used it. Congress literally uh, used uh, the narrative set by uh, the BJP and it yielded results. And more importantly, Rahul Gandhi uh, contesting in Kerala gave them an additional uh, impetus. As a result of which, you had Muslims and Christians also coming and voting together for Congress, which did not happen in 2021. As a result of which, he could sail through. Okay. And I think, you know, national television channels, they're all talking about, you know, there are a few who compare Spinayarni Vijayan with Yogi. Awesome. So, uh, I think the stage is set now. Uh, let's see how this plays out. Unfortunately, I wrote a book called The Rise and Fall of Up. I may have to come up with a sequel where I have to say like, rise, rose like a phoenix or something like that. Uh, because uh, phoenix or sphinx, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's phoenix. Anyway. Um, <laughs> because I have, if these guys capture power in Punjab, actually I have big fears, uh, Sriram. Now all four corners of India are having regional satraps and they all don't think 
pan india they don't think nationalistic india and and that is my fear uh, i don't know if you agree with me or not please conclude this thing with your observation no i i i would definitely say you know see bangladesh has always had a problem the illegal immigration you have trinamool congress ruling there you have the sri lankan issue uh, and also the kind of chinese dominance which is happening in sri lanka in the in the in the indian ocean and you have tamil nadu and kerala which are ruling there and we know pretty well about the tamil nadu state chief minister i don't want to comment anything here and you have on the western side you have now the Pan, uh, the punjab bordering with pakistan so as a result of which we being a peninsula uh i think you know we have uh, some troubled things in fact my dad, father appa used to always say what you know he was a big fan of modi but he would say you know all said and done you got to, four big cities are there in india delhi mumbai calcutta chennai and you don't have a bjp government in any of these four cities yes yes isn't is it i think he's right he's right no he's uh, probably saw something which the obvious is often unseen so Time for these things, you know. The capitals have to come under the control of uh, the the party which is in power. It's always good, and also the neighboring countries. I hope a better sense prevails up, and we don't see any uh, tamasha which used to happen. Uh, but you never know. So let's hope. I still pray that I'm. It's not my prediction, and I'm not my prediction. I will go with the pollsters. I will go with the experts. Because me being a pollster, I cannot go against a pollster. In my corner of my heart, I have a wish that AAP fails to get the majority and form the government. That's all I have, just for the safety of that border state. But, but I, I, I am going with the numbers. As I said rightly before, if you accept Uttar Pradesh, you better accept Punjab. Okay, you can't have one yardstick for one state, another yardstick for another state. Absolutely, Sriram, and that was a wonderful session. Viewers, I hope you all liked it, and please share this information. We understand that we were a day late, but it is more important to be right than to be quick. So let us hope that these predictions uh, bear us out. And again, sophology is an inexact science, so I'm already, you know, kind of getting some insurance here. We have to cut some slack, but Sriram has done a tremendous job of getting it out there very lucidly, very beautifully done. Thank you so much, Sriram. We will again have a session maybe next week as we analyze how truthful you were. So I hope you won't blow me away at that time. We have to have you again to talk about what happened, right? Mr. Ayer, I have uh, presented the numbers from Janki Bath. I have not been involved on the ground this time. I presented the numbers from Pradeep Gupta of Axis. And I take responsibility for the 275 lower bandwidth and 357 higher bandwidth of uh, Uttar Pradesh. I also take responsibility for Manipur because I've been decisive. I cannot take responsibility for Punjab because these are not my numbers. And I do not want to predict anything on Punjab. And Goa, I would still take responsibility that for the statement that if Congress does not get 22 seats, it will be a BJP government. And Uttarakhand, uh, Congress should have won. And unfortunately, they're losing it. And I hope BJP and, uh, you know, the CM uh, learns the lessons quickly and continues the turnaround which has been having till now. Okay. So I think it's been very fair. We've also criticized where it was due. We have criticized Yogi. We have criticized uh, Pushkar Dami. We have even 
you know, talked about the uh, what has happened as far as Congress is concerned. It's been a, uh, it's been a candid conversation. Thank you very much, Mr. Ayer. Uh, my pleasure. And viewers, in about 45 minutes, we are going to be back with Elmer Ewan on a very interesting development that has not been taken note of by the world, which is, is the UN Security Council membership of Russia suspect? We'll explain to you what happened. And this is going to be something that's going to be mind-blowing. And, and, and just take my word for it. We have some very interesting revelations. So, Thanks you once again, Sriram, and we'll be back in 45 minutes. Namaskar. Namaste, Namaskar. Thank you.